All right. Welcome to the first podcast. Um, this is going to be a recruiting foc- focus on, on this podcast, and we're just going to kind of wing it. You know, we're in our first episode. Um, definitely the pilot for sure. I uh, want to talk a little bit about um, a fascination that I have about um, how recruiting is actually done. There's so many um, misnomers about how it actually is done. Um, you know, the thing that I always find funny is when I'm trying to uh, avoid a, um, a conversation with a friend about what I do for a living because um, misconceptions are out there. Um, so they're always like, oh, yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm looking for a new job. I'm, I've got a friend that's looking, can you help him? And, um, it, you know, the reality is that that's not what recruiters do per se. Um, so it's more, you know, it's more geared towards the client and working directly with the client. Um, most recruiting firms, our recruiting firm is specialized. So, you know, there's a specific candidate profile that they're looking for. Um, you know, and I got into recruiting thinking that, oh, I'm, I want to improve people's lives. I, I feel like it's, you know, I, I like that connection with people. I like talking about their jobs. I was very intrigued with organizational structures and how companies were created and developed and grown. So I, I like talking to clients about, you know, how they're, business and is um, growing and developing and um, how that relates to talent. So it was just a combination of putting that match together, but, you know, sort of fascinated with both sides of the, uh, the coin. So it was, it seemed like it was kind of a natural for me to get into the industry. And I started um, in 2005. Um, well, actually, I started in the 90s, uh, right out of school, but that was sort of the dark days of recruiting where there was no internet, there was no monster, there was nothing really. It was just um, pure headhunting and name generation. Um, and it was not that appealing to me because it was just not, um, it wasn't sophisticated at all. And it was kind of it's just boiler room tactics. Uh, it was just, it was, um, it would have been humorous to, to hear how um, people name generated um, and if I was watching a movie, but to actually do it myself um, was not appealing at all. So I got out of recruiting, um, got back in 12 years later. Um, yeah. So, you know, thinking, Hey, good intentions, trying to, trying to do good work for a company, building talent, you know, talent, finding jobs, openings to, you know, increase their livelihood. Um, and, and since I've been doing that, I found that it's very different than that. Um, I find it very interesting how uh, recruiting firms are viewed from different HR managers, um, you know, different owners, um, just kind of what what they're looking for. And you know, what seems like it's most common is um, that they don't like to play pay for retainers, so they don't really want to invest a lot into a recruiter. They want to see what they can get from that recruiter. Really, it's more about seeing what they can get. Like, what do they have to offer? Um, and I, you know, when I was younger, what I I would always, you know, I was very motivated. Uh, you know, we've got people right that fit this area. We're specialized. We've got these people. 
they're just chomping at the bits for your job. You know, we can provide those people for you. And, um, you know, the more that I realize how, um, you know, especially the last several years where unemployment's been very low and it's been a very candidate-centric market, that it's a very fluid, just a fluid marketplace. Um, and sometimes people don't think about it as a marketplace. They think about it as job openings. They don't think of like the labor market as a, as a marketplace, just like they would think of uh, the financial markets. Um, and, th- and there's a component of that. Um, but the thing that I always find interesting is, is how, what I've noticed is, is it's got, as, as things have gotten quicker, it's almost like people are like, I'm looking for an account supervisor, group account supervisor, an account director, a VP account director, an account executive. I'm looking for all these people and I've got a couple creative jobs and I've got this and that. Now go find me those people. Um, and, and they'll take like a period of time to like actually discuss um, a little bit about the jobs. Um, you know, so we kind of like ask for an intake, um, having conversations about culture, you know, kind of what they're going through, what their uh, struggles have been, their challenges, what their upsides, their downsides, all of the things that we're looking for and understanding them and why people would want to work for them or who who works well with them. So we try to do a deep dive and, you know, it just, it feels like um, that deep dive has definitely uh, has become more shallow as the years have gone by. Um, and people are just kind of like throwing out jobs and hoping for the best that they're going to find someone. And, um, you know, I, I started doing this podcast. This is the pilot just to really kind of voice the reasons why that technique can and cannot work. Um and I always tell clients uh, when they're listening to me um, is that I would probably only hire two recruiters for um, a position or just even, you know, on a search um, because you just have so many variables that doesn't make sense to have, um, you know, duplicate candidates, um, just massive duplication. And, you know, more than two recruiters, the, the client's going to be overwhelmed with um, resumes, uh, just, you know, they're, they're going to be actually thinking, why did I contract all these recruiters? Um, you know, the ultimate is to fill the job. And, and that's usually the only thing they're concerned about is just filling the job. Um, and the funny thing about that is it doesn't, you've, you've got to have a consultant mindset um, as a recruiter to really navigate and, and position candidates and vet them properly but we've definitely found that it's it's sort of a rat race. Um, and clients seem not to care about that. Um, more, you know, no, no matter what we try to do to slow them down. So I feel like, you know, at some point, you know, with this pandemic that's going on, um, and obviously, you know, um, unemployment just at ridiculous levels right now, how that's going to change the landscape of recruiting and, you know, I think with technology, everything's gotten faster. Um, but my hopes are just kind of give a voice to really what it takes to be successful with, um, you know, with a client and how that's really needs to be a co-partnership. You know, the co-partnership is, um, 
you know, takes away the facade that the fantasy that we're going to somehow like, you know, make a person uh, find, find that right position and, and just really put that all together with like limited information and limited input um, and how partnering, you know, that, well, how that looks as maybe exclusive or retainer is a successful way to actually conduct business. Um, and that that's really got to foster trust. Uh, trust that, um, yep, there's a, a, a sense of urgency to fill the position. Uh, yep, there's a trust that um, we're not going to try to be upselling or doing some like creative tactic to make you do something that you don't want to do um, because ultimately that doesn't work out in the end. And you're like sort of in the clients kind of like battling us down case in point, you know, making the salary ranges lower than they really are. So they could like, we could somehow like position candidates in that range uh, to save them some money. <laughs> you know, that it, it, yeah, that sounds, that makes sense if you're looking at it straight from a financial perspective, but when you're looking at like the realities of what the market bears on specific positions, it, it doesn't work. Um, so it's, if you're going to engage with a recruiter, if you're engaging with us, you know, we want to be in a level playing field because what's going to happen, you know, like in that point is another agency is going to come by and offer a, a, a you know, a bigger salary. Um, and it's going to be something that, you know, I think all recruiters can understand uh, is really just, you know, it's not a good feeling because you found the candidate your client is under selling is under is lowballing them. And of course they're not going to go with a, a company that's lowballing them because they, you know, would rather have more money and they would definitely, um, they don't feel like the company's really giving them uh, that trust that they're, they're doing a good job or that, you know, they're bringing them on board. It's kind of like um, it's not starting on a good fit. So having those kind of conversations with clients and having them understand that this is not what we're doing, we're, we're trying to really navigate through um, the landscape as a even even market. Um, so that's just the, one of the topics that we're going to be discussing on this podcast and uh, you know, taking deeper dives into specific topics that, you know, will either be on, um, you know, the hiring company side or on the recruiting side, um, because it's always interesting um, to know both sides of the equation because there's, you know, I always look at people are doing certain things because there, there's, a, there's a logic to it. You know, whether it appears to be logical when you're on the other side of the aisle, um, it's important to know what that other, what that person's going through, or what that department or that company's going through in order to really like empathize with them um, and, and be and be and be lock and step with people. Um, and that's always challenging. So um, so that's you know we'll we'll talk about those different types of things and perceptions and um, you know just fun stuff, maybe uh, definitely some comedy. I definitely want to have some humor because I, I feel like recruiting is a, if you don't have any humor in, in recruiting. You will, uh, you will go insane. That is a, that's a guarantee. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it and um, excited to start the journey. 
everyone have a great Sunday night. Um, and, um, you know, I hope everyone's navigating through this pandemic the best they can. You know, I know it's been a challenge for us. Um, you know, we're, we're in Chicago and we're, um, a two bedroom condo with a den and my den's all of a sudden become an office. So, um, and that's what I was wanting to avoid as having some division between home and work. Um, and that that's been challenging now, but I, I, I feel like what we need, we all need to do is just kind of hone in what our passion is and why now that we've got more time on our hands, really um, to take care of ourselves better and to really get in tune with um, and how we're going to, how we're going to live going forward. How are we going to be? Um, and that can start as, as quick as me putting a microphone into a computer that I've had for, Oh, probably like seven or eight months getting onto anchor and actually just starting a podcast and, um, having some faith that this is, um, this is the place I want to be. And, um, yeah, so, uh, seize the day, peace and love. Have a good one.